The health secretary has said that over 70-year-olds will soon be asked to self-isolate for several months. Older adults and people of any age who have serious underlying medical conditions may be at higher risk for severe complications from COVID-19. This group includes people 65 years and older, people who live in a nursing home or long-term care facility. Six more people have tested positive, including two elderly residents of a long-term care home. But you have to remember that self-isolation also leads to social isolation, which in itself is a risk factor for high mortality. And so the possible closure of day centres rather than the virus itself is the major concern here. My name is Marcy Trent Long. This is Season 8, COVID-19 with HKU. Elderly people are getting the short end of the stick during this coronavirus pandemic. Because they've got a higher risk of complications under COVID-19, they're being asked to socially isolate for up to months on end. While this may be saving their lives, it also could be risking their mental well-being. I think um, the biggest threat from being isolated at home is a sense of loneliness and a sense of helplessness. And these together with social isolation are very significant risk factors of depression. That was Professor Tatia Lee, who we spoke to recently. She's the head of the Department of Psychology and Professor of Neuropsychology at the University of Hong Kong. Our research has already proven that it, that feeling of loneliness and helplessness has an impact on our brain functioning. And another impact of being isolated socially is about the ruminating on the fear of contracting the virus, and that may cause anxiety. And these psychological stressors are detrimental to mental health and consume the quality of life of these older people. Given that Hong Kong has been in a quasi-state of lockdown for the last three months, the elderly have been closed off from many social activities. Professor Lee, have you seen the signs of stress and depression more now in older people? Well, uh, I mean, like you think about the onset of COVID-19 in overlap with the Chinese New Year and many other festivals. So that causes a sense of, you know, not having the control. That's another thing that uh, some older people share with me, is that they don't feel that they have that sense of control about what's happening now in the social environment and in their life. Luckily in Hong Kong, many elderly live with their families or are cared for by domestic helpers. But there are cases where older family members are not here in Hong Kong with us, and some elderly here don't have families nearby that can take care of them. In these cases, what's the neurological difference between loneliness and social isolation that we need to look out for? Our research has also identified that the sense of loneliness is your perception of being lonely. Now, loneliness is not an objective concept because you could be surrounded by many people, but you, 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 you can feel very lonely. Or you could be on your own, but you don't feel lonely at all. And this sense of perception somehow will leave a mark on the brain. Of course, it's not the direct cause of depression, but it could be a consequence of, you know, other factors leading to a person suffering from depression. So, for example, the person is not feeling connected uh, socially 
to other people. The person doesn't feel that it's, it's he or she is being understood. So that's why he or she feel very lonely. And the longer that sense of loneliness lingering on them, the person will develop the sense of you know helplessness and then hopelessness. And that will then further aggravate the clinical condition of depression. Are there different short-term versus long-term impacts due to the stress of this kind of social isolation? Now, given the fact that our human brain can be pretty resilient, so we are quite capable of fully recovering from acute stress responses. But however, if the stressful situation continues for too long and that exhausts our resilience, irreversible changes to the brain and our psychological state may happen, and that could lead to the development of clinical psychological conditions such as depression, anxiety, affecting sleep, and all these requiring medical attention. So we may start to sense that the elderly we're caring for are starting to get a bit sad without their normal social interactions. But how are we sure that they're moving into this more serious state of depression? So depression is not something that you can see in one's, one's blood or you know any body part, and then you can say for sure this person has depression. The diagnosis of depression is very much on the symptom and the behaviors that the person presented. Okay, so the diagnosis is based on behavior, but is there a neurological change to the brain during depression that we know of? Research has clearly indicated that you know when a person suffers from stress, especially for a longer time, there will be some changes in the structure uh, in some regions within the brain. And uh, the most important site that we look at, of course, is the brain areas that play a heavy role in regulating our emotion and regulating our affective state. Uh, A region in particular is in the lateral prefrontal area and in the medial prefrontal area. And are there any tips that you have in terms of the home environment, like, you know, is lighting an issue or allowing them to cook or giving them a schedule, things like that, do they help at all? I think keeping a daily routine, including a normal sleep-wake cycle, is exceptionally important during the time when work and social activities are reduced to the minimum. Lighting is also important. There has research evidence showing that the effect of light on a person's mood. And, um, The other way uh, we should look at is that while we all care for news about the updated development of COVID-19, we should also make sure that we're not being overly consumed by the negative impact of COVID-19 news. And in this regard, for example, we may balance watching news on COVID-19 with other programs that we enjoy. Um, So we are not sort of, um, you know, being exposed to the fear induced by COVID-19 every single minute around the clock. And one question that I still have is about human touch. I was reading something interesting, you know, that they found research that human touch actually reduces physical pain. Do you agree with that? And do you believe that the elderly suffer more now because of this lack of physical touch? Uh, When we talk about human touch, we probably don't just mean physical touch. Now, human touch is beneficial only when there is Uh, the element of empathy. And the element of empathy help adjust the perception of pain. So therefore, I don't think lacking physical touch is a root issue here. Rather, human touch with empathic exchange will leave a feeling of being understood and is beneficial to mental well-being. Any other thoughts on how to best care for our older loved ones? 
Now, one way I think of is that uh, is to create avenues that cultivate social connections or the sense of social connectedness. Now, here we may consider uh, the way uh, some ways to apply modern information technology to achieve this goal. Nonetheless, I think things like as simple as phone calls, text messages would be beneficial to boost the feeling of social connectedness and combat against the sense of loneliness. I think then during this period of time, then that emotional support and sharing is far more important because of the limited physical interaction allowed by COVID-19. Depression in the elderly during this time of social isolation is a serious risk. Our best suggestion is to follow Professor Lee's advice and take a little bit more time than normal to reach out to your aunties, uncles, and grandparents. Maybe a quick email or a text, especially a phone call, can help. Better yet, set them up with their digital devices that encourage connectivity and maybe even establish a regular scheduled time for chatting. Keeping natural light available in their homes is a really good tip and encourage older relatives maybe start a new online course. In our family, we play online Scrabble and Quiz Up to stay connected, which also keeps the younger generation happy and the older ones better engaged through this difficult time. Stay safe, stay healthy. Hi, this is Krista Wu, one of the associate producers of this series. If you want to learn more, check out the website fightcovid19.hku.hk. It contains the latest research by HKU researchers and professors about the coronavirus.